Welcome back to Blue Ocean Talks. Here we discuss corporate security issues with a little bit of a point of view from Asia Pacific. I'm here again with uh, my colleague, Avichai Seri. For those that don't know, Avichai is the director in our company that focuses on and manages everything technology related. And I love talking to him about technology and about security. So we're here again. And today we're talking a little bit about what we call predictive security. We're going to talk about that. What does it mean? What does it mean in the context of security systems and some exciting things that are happening in the market? So, Avi, hi. Good morning. It's good to see you again. How are you? Morning. I'm good. I'm good. And you? Great. So, we brought up this topic about predictive security. And um, maybe we should start off from your point of view. How would you define that? What does that mean? Okay. So, basically, what we've been seeing in the last few years, and I would say that Today, it still has like a, a maturity stage. It's at a maturity stage. It still has to grow. Um, we're talking about video analytics. Mm. Um, in general, data analytics and security systems analytics, all of that is something that is just growing. And it's in the end of the day, everyone knows that it's more about how much money or effort you invest into that analytic aspect, the insights. That's when you get a return on that. So we see some companies, some of them we brought here on our podcast last year, like uh, Hakimo, where mm-hmm. they invest a lot on taking access control combination with videos and analyzing them based on that to understand if there's any kind of uh, tailgating or something that's uh, not allowed in the facility. Right. They also so, deal with uh, false alarms and uh, and use their data to predict if alarm is false or not. Right. There's a lot of noise in our systems. We know that. And this is one of the ways to be a little bit smarter about what data is really relevant for us to read and whatnot. Mm. So predictive security is basically another stage ahead, meaning we know today the the, the ability of video analytics, not only in security oriented, but in different industries where we take uh, the world of um, VR, AR, the ability to basically um, simulate video and and use that for for different, um, let's say, uh, decision-making that you need to take as a business or as an individual. Predictive security is a concept where we say, let's take all the data that we have from the videos and let's be able to predict what will happen in that area that we're analyzing at the moment. Meaning, Wait, hold, hold on, Avichai, can I stop you for a second? What, sure. Why are you only saying from video? Because what I understand is if you broaden this, it's not only input from video, but it could be input from various signals, from a building to access control, but also external like intelligence services. Like a common right. one would be uh, international SOS and there's other, other, other signals that come in and together, like analyzing all that data, the system is able to provide us with insights and even predictive elements, but also automatic responses. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's right. But that's, I would say that's two steps ahead. Mm. So the reason I'm I'm taking specifically the video analytic world is because we know that um, those systems are more advanced and more invested than the other security systems that we have. Mm. Um, the ability to integrate insights to create prevention, even just general detection, is today like very hard to do. 
and we see that there are features out there, but it's not like um, fully implemented in different organizations. Basically, the video is the is the lower hanging fruit today. That's like an see, entry point. That's like a, almost like an entry point for this uh, right for this yeah, type of security. I, I believe that the first service that we would see around this would be leaning mainly on the video analytics. Could be a combination, but it would be mainly on the video analytics. You know, it could I'll, be a combination I'll, of, mm-hmm. as you said, external systems, like for example, a weather, a storm is coming ahead or earthquake or something. And then mm-hmm. you want to try and like identify early symptoms before it really starts getting bad. And that will be a combination of an external system with the video analytics. Yes. We know some larger companies today actually have their command and control centers with such systems. It is bringing it almost to the point where it is really predictive, uh, almost like science fiction-like. Yeah, I think that the the, the bigger corporations are in, well invested in in the in these concepts, and it's also mainly because they from from the beginning of everything they start with in-house developments that basically has a stronger buildup than saying okay i'm going to look for a product that does predictive security and i'm just going to plug and play it in my organization and i'm going to get that service that's what i'm where we're talking about how that's like the next step right it's not it's not there yet that being said, you know a product like everbridge uh, their entry level sort of just essentials only is is quite affordable yeah, I think that um, Everbridge uh, Control Center specific is something that we've examined and we've seen that it has a lot of um, it has a strong infrastructure that could allow you to grow and be using the the top of the line technology and eventually scaling once it's uh, relevant towards areas like predictive security. Right, and the fact that it's so open. And keeps all the APIs open and can integrate with uh, with pretty much anything. That only shows you that there's so much room to scale and to be more creative. And that's also, you know, I think that that's also um, a shift of concept for um, security officers, where they would prioritize and invest more of their budget towards the human resources and the systems that are needed to build up those kinds of concepts that eventually they won't be immediate return on your investment. But if you look at the midterm, it will, it will return the investment. It will be worth your while. Right. If we talk also about uh, cyber threats and this whole battle that's growing around the areas of uh, defense versus offense, maybe that's a different podcast that we could talk about, but the defense side needs to, needs to build up some uh, ammunition, you know, like, um, the offense is working very hard, building all these uh, um, ransomware as a service and different tools like that. If the security officer is going to stick with their old script, let's say, then then they'll find themselves in big trouble eventually. Again, I was I saw a demo of a system where they not only connect to intelligence services like uh, weather and uh, sort of uh, social unrest, etc., but they also uh, constantly monitoring like uh, the the dark web and their cyber uh, their network as well. And right. if they get intelligence about you know somebody talking about their one of their executives or something, or there's there's some sort of perceived threats, they can take action immediately and mitigate such a risk. So there really is it's really a broad sense of security here that we're talking about. And with what I think is a quite uh, modest investment. A company can really get a bit a good return on that. 
I think that it's not only about modest investment. I think that it's a must, meaning mm. you really want to protect your organization. You have to be on top of uh, these concepts and gear towards it because other, let's say, entities that are involved in your risk management are moving that direction. So how are you going to react to them having these innovative tools where you're using you know, basic analytics, for example, right. using exporting to Excel sheet and looking at logs. Well, not only that, you, you, it's not humanly possible to be monitoring everything, you know, with eyeballs. <laughs> right. It's just not possible anymore. You know, another interesting element here is like after COVID, we have a lot more employees like roaming around, either working at home or working remotely or are on traveling. And so our, our human assets, our people, they're a lot more dispersed. So how do you make sure they're being protected and they're being uh, safeguarded or they're being dealt with or helped when, when they have a, an emergency or a crisis? Such a system can also help around that as well. Yeah. The amount of data grows from those situations, right? Like not being so uh, centralized and working in the old school pre-COVID way creates a lot of more entry points to your environment, creates right. a lot of more um, network complexity. It just creates a lot more opportunity on one hand, using technology and being more efficient and productive working wherever you want. But on the other hand, lots of risks come out of it. So if right. we go back to the area of predictive security, we want to imagine a world where we could plan ourselves and build our systems to, to the extent that when a threat is about to be before it's too late, you know, way before it's too late, we would already get an alert around it or we could react in some way to that. Of course, yes. So we talked a little bit about what does it mean and a little bit about how companies can benefit from this, right? Everything from better security, mitigating security, which over time uh, saves a lot of money too, safeguarding assets, including human assets. Um, also reducing cost, right? So you're able to manage a lot more security at a lower cost to the smaller team. An interesting point around that is imagine to yourself that we're end of year where we're starting to plan our work for the next year, um, anyone and their responsibilities. Basically, imagine that you would be able to receive data, like information that shows you where should you invest more in your security to create a better security environment, right? Like right now you would say, okay, I have my access, I have my video, I have my alarm management. I have these different systems that I have for my overall security. And now I know I need to upgrade this because this is end of life, or I need to upgrade this software because of the user experience. But what about like being more vulnerability point of view versus that kind of like operational point of view. Mm. So I think that 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 is something that would be a, a very strong advantage when you have these tools that help you predict that this is this is your biggest pain point right now. Right. Okay. So we mentioned I know, Hakimo, we mentioned Everbridge. Uh, do you know any other systems or platforms out there that are kind of leading uh, in this space now? First of all, like if we put it in in, in point of view, right, in the perspective, being predictive is not something that we could see that's um, that's offered today in the market. It's not. Well, it's true, not there. but you mean like true predictive, right? But right, we're talking but again, about some systems out there are are you know I, I, 
for example, from my point of view, I've seen over the last 20 years how this has evolved. And I must say, I'm pretty impressed how things are evolving today. Yeah, but I would I would still put it that we have preventive methods, we have detection methods, but we don't have something that's predicting, meaning it didn't happen yet. Could you imagine that like it's before you walked into the office, you know that by opening that door, there's going to be a risk, you know, know. just like, for example. But, you know, I, I was, for example, again, I'm talking about a demo I saw recently. They were able to have data for last like five to 10 years on a certain area, for example. And they come up with probability of what, you know, things that might likely happen, you know, in this, yeah. in this small area, in this city, in this country, right? right? And that's useful, for example, if you're going to rent, you know, uh, an office space or if you have an asset, a per- person, an employee in that area, for example. So it actually is pretty interesting uh, from that point of view as well. Yeah, definitely. That that is very that's very uh, geared towards those areas, and that's why when we were talking about it, one thing that we mentioned here is that you really want to try and evaluate the systems that you're um, consuming in a way to realize that they will eventually give you that value. They have that option. They have that mindset. That means that that's that's where you want to go. You want to be with that kind of vendor versus someone mm. else that's talking more about hardware uh, change or something like that. Okay. So let's imagine a security director is interested in doing something like this. What are some first steps that he or she can take to move into this kind of direction? Come talk to Blue Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, of course, we can help with that. But just at a at a sort of at a fundamental level, what could they be thinking about? So I think that um, one point that, that is really kind of like merging also between the facility security is the is kind of like the CISO role where you're um, the information security officer where they have a standard of how they look at um, risk ma- management and, and mitigating it. And I would, I would highly recommend whoever isn't, but I'm sure many are already, but collaboration between the roles is key because bringing that kind of like the digital uh, risk management point of view into the facility risk manager, it will help your evolution. It will help you mm. understanding like how to look at things in a better way. Sorry, I can also add to that. You can actually list down like areas to start off that are easy, you know, like low-hanging fruit. Talk to your security consultant or security integrator about this and ask them for some input because they know you better. They know where you can possibly start off. You can also do some proof of concepts. Right. That is possible to do out there where you do a little mini system with a small group of your and your company and slowly become more familiar, become more comfortable with that. And then once you understand that better, you can ex- expand that and uh, and to continue to growing that those capabilities in your in your organization. Yeah. In general, I think that this basically it, it, if we kind of try and like connect it also to the past because the experience that security directors have today is relevant to the ability to understand what prediction even means, right? Because as someone that has experience in this industry, you could come out and say, okay, this is what has been happening, right? We have breaches, we have tailgating, we have uh, COVID risks, each one and their their own uh, risks, but the knowledge exists in those security directors. Now you want to try and combine your knowledge with the system 
So the system would be aware of those threats to create better insights for you. Mm. Okay. And no, this is all great stuff. And I think we should talk more about this and maybe even do some webinars with some of the companies that we work with. We also need to mention that this does not replace general and basic awareness of your people, right? So we know that security in many ways starts with your team members, with your employees, and the fact that they're aware and they're help to make your organization a more secure place. Would you agree with that? For sure. Yeah. There's no bigger risk than the people themselves. And that's why the measurements that we take with training and, and regularly like assessing the situation is relevant now more than ever. Right. Because uh, no matter what type of system you have in, installed, if one of your employees gets a phishing email and they click a suspicious they link, now it's game over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything you would like to add on to this uh, before we wrap this up? I think that this is a very interesting trend in security, meaning how this concept will evolve in the security industry. I think it's very important to keep on following. Uh, we are definitely going to keep on following this uh, trend and keep on updating our listeners and our clients around this. Yeah, it's just some exciting technology in the security industry. Yes, I totally agree. It is exciting to see all these developments. We also have a small article about this where we go into more detail, and this should be on our website and on LinkedIn soon. So go and check that out. And again, if you're interested in learning more or how Blue Ocean can help you with this within the Asia-Pacific region, uh, feel free to reach out to us uh, at contact at blueoceansecurity.com. Avichai, I hope you have a great day. Thank you again for your time, and I'll talk Thank to you, you soon, my friend. Thank you.